God, please just come into this space. I've been struggling. I really need you right now. I really need you right now. What's up, everybody, and welcome to or welcome back to the Sacred Sports Souls podcast. I am your host, Talia Edmonds, and I am here today <laughs> with my one of my really, really good friends, one of my best friends, and my roommate. And this happens to be her room that we're <laughs> that we're in. <laughs> so thank yeah, you, Ellie, course. for letting us shoot in your room. How do you feel? Are you nervous? Yeah, nervous. There's a lot of cameras. <laughs> It's making me nervous. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Well, I this is what I tell all my guests before they come on is like, um, let's just speak your truth. Like, I'll do the, the navigating of the conversation. Yeah. And then, because me and Ellie sitting here, like, literally in this same exact room, and we talk all the time. For hours. For, like, literal hours. Yeah. And it's been that more so recently, which has been exactly why I want you on this podcast. And yeah. I also usually open it up by telling my guests why I have them on here. Um, so it might get a little sentimental, but. <laughs> um, so I guess I'll start with the the purpose of the podcast, I think, is so it's the Sacred Sports Souls podcast. And I have like come on here to want to highlight um, people in my life that I feel like God has strategically placed um, for reasons that I might not understand yet. But for you, um, I definitely have to like sit in and pray on like, oh, why am I having this person on the podcast? Mm -hmm. And I told you this yesterday, but one of the things is I grew up in Michigan, uh, Midwest through and through. Like I have family here in Hawaii and that's, we did a lot of traveling back and forth from here, but California is like a foreign land. Yes. <laughs> um, also the Midwest is foreign to me. Exactly. I have no idea what's over there. And one of the, my favorite parts about Ellie is that she is from LA. She is an LA, LA, LA girl. girl. <laughs> and I had no idea, um, ab not about LA people, because that sounds bad because it's like, oh, do all these places have preconceived notions about the people there? And they kind of do though. Mm -hmm. um, especially now. Especially now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like growing up in LA and you being a, a LA girl, like what do you, how do you feel like that shaped you? Or like, what do you feel like, um, yeah, that growing up there kind of has shown you? Um, I think like the product of your environment is very true because mm -hmm. if you kind of like know me and who I am, it's very um, similar to like my friends at home in LA. And then I also, I don't know, just the culture in LA is different too, which when I came here, it made me appreciative of like the culture here, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. yeah, but LA is just so different. Like when it comes to like the social aspect, social media, um, it's just very different, and I think there's a lot of influence that happens in L.A. too. That's a, yeah, I think, like, being, so how far do you live from Hollywood? Like, where are you from in L.A. exactly? Um, so, well, I went to three different high schools, and I kind of jumped around, but towards the end of my high school, I lived in West Hollywood, so mm -hmm. that's kind of where I'm familiar with, I would say. Okay. West Hollywood, my auntie lived there, and then 
but in the beginning of my high school, I lived in a small little town called Whittier. So I went to Whittier Christian High School for mm. the first two and a half years. Of Which we'll get into. Yeah. <laughs> Which was an experience yeah. for sure. Yeah. And then, um, but I'm definitely familiar with more like the city life for sure. Okay. Which, yeah. Um, and so you, like I said, people have this idea of like what LA people are like. What do you think people think about LA people? And then what do you think they're actually like? Like just being from Yeah. There. I think now it's very much... Um, influencers because a lot of influencers pick up their stuff from like Connecticut and then they <laughs> move to they move to Los Angeles and they're like oh I'm from LA it's like no you're yeah. not you're kind of just you know you're there for being an influencer yeah. which is different but um the people that I've met that I've been lucky enough to have 10 plus years of friendship mm -hmm. with they're so authentic and it's kind of like um the authentic part of LA I would say yeah yeah, yeah. so I'm lucky enough to meet all of my friends from when I was in middle school to high school until now so yeah and I think um so this is also going on to the theme of the podcast and I have athletes on here and this is so yeah. funny because you could be thinking Ellie's not an athlete but this is not true because Ellie actually I played here yeah. I played um, <laughs> softball for two and a half years and yeah. I went to Hilo my freshman year and I played there too so I guess I'm a retired athlete. Yeah, so yeah. growing up, um, softball was the sport that you and your sister yes, played Yes, me as and my well. sister, we had like a cul-de-sac of two siblings, two sisters around our cul-de-sac and we all played softball. Mm. So yeah, I've been playing. I, I started pretty late. I started when I was 12 though. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and then you grew up playing like travel and, travel and all that all kind that of stuff, stuff, high school. Mm -hmm. Did you, you played for all of, when you went to like switch all two. those high schools too? Because okay. I only went to one high school for a month. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> I jumped around quite a bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and so when you, what made you want to go to Hilo to play? Um, softball, I okay. guess. Like the, the coaches, I guess when I heard Hawaii, I was just like, Duh. okay, like, why not? like I'm from Duh. Southern California, like I like the beach, you know, so I was just like intrigued by the ocean, I guess, and I was like, oh, the beach is down the street, and I actually had offers from Hilo and this school, mm -hmm. but then I chose Hilo because they offered more money. So I ended up going there and then didn't really like it as yeah. much because I went from city to suburb. So it was completely different and um, kind of was depressed there because I guess it was nothing to do. Mm -hmm. And then- This um, is a very culture, we talk about the culture, culture shock, shock for sure, yeah. yeah. And then um, I ended up moving here and there's a bit of both city life and I guess, suburbs so yeah. I enjoyed it here more yeah. and for those of you who don't know I guess the makeup of Hawaii we're like kind of assuming that they yeah. that they know but so Hilo is on the big island and we are on Oahu which is where UH Manoa is and so you ended up transferring here after you said one year at um, one year at Hilo yeah, Hilo, yeah. Mm -hmm. and then I think what COVID happened and that's what ultimately happened. kind of why you ended up stopped playing but yeah. if you want to just and like, I also tore my ACL so it was mm. kind of like a combination between ACL, COVID happening, it was like rehab, and then I didn't really know when season was gonna start. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like all up in the air, and then I started thinking, and I was like, do I really wanna play softball for all four years, you know? Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then I was like, there's so much other stuff I could be doing. Like mm. now I could watch Sunset. Yeah. Which during softball, we had late practice, so Dude. I never was able to do that. So it just gave me like more freedom, I guess. And people always ask me like, do you miss playing it? 
And when I see you guys getting up at like 4 a.m., when you guys had double days, I was like, no. <laughs> I don't miss it at all. Like, you guys are at school the whole day. I'm like, no, I don't miss Ellie's, it. Ellie's, uh, it's so funny because, so yeah, we all, uh, it's me, Riley, Pawnee, and Liv, and then Ellie Liv, that live here. And so Ellie's actually been here for longer than I have, like a, a semester longer, and living with the athletes. Um, and so you get to literally live out that that thought that everybody has in in their during their career, like what if I just stop playing? You yeah. get to live that, I know. that life out, and yeah. then you also get to see what kind of how your life would have went if you kept playing. Yeah, if you would have kept playing. Mm -hmm. So okay, in general, we'll kind of sum up this part. But do you you don't regret not playing? Do you feel that? I way? definitely miss it. Like okay. it was just the first game, the season opener last week, mm. and I drove past the field and I kind of was like, oh, that kind of makes me sad. But then it opened so many like other opportunities and like I got to explore this island even more. So yeah. I think I'm grateful for the experience, mm -hmm. but I don't think I would change it. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think like sports just, and that's a big part of this podcast as well, is the sacred sports souls is that no matter where you end up going in your athletic career, like whether you just play in high school, just play in middle school, you played one year of JV like sports. Like it doesn't matter if you keep going in college or not, but I think that it really becomes ingrained into who you are and kind of how you go about uh, your life because sports teaches you so much, so much, just so much about life. And, yeah, gives um, you like discipline too. Mm, that's mm -hmm. facts. And it's, it's also in on top of that, like the discipline part is, it's a vehicle for you to get so many other opportunities. Like even just to live here, yeah. um, to be in Hawaii, just to have met the people that you've met. Mm -hmm. I think that, and now I'm speaking exactly to our relationship. And if you would have never played softball, we would have never met. You think? I, I think, think we would have still met. If if you were never here playing, like if you would have oh, never, yeah, if softball would have never brought yeah, you that here. Yeah, that is true. But yes, I think in some ways too that God has um, placed a lot of the people in my life, Ellie included, like that I would have still met even if it wasn't how we met now. Mm -hmm. I think some people are just destined to be in your life and God really has a purpose for them. And um, so that's a big reason why I wanted you on here today is just because um, you really bring like a diverse experience mm -hmm. to just, you, you're like that, that athlete still lives in you and the, the things that you learn through it and the discipline and stuff. And so I'm excited to just talk with you about everything about your yeah. perspective, um, not just sport, not just life, not just God, but about all the things that we got going on. So I I was always like, as I was praying on this too, like trying to figure out where do we even start this podcast? Because mm -hmm. we've talked about so much stuff. Um, and I think one of the most valuable things that you have taught me is kind of how growing up in an in church, which your your family was very traditional and going to church, and then you also went to a, a private Christian high school mm -hmm. for a while. But we've talked, those conversations have just <clears throat> a lot been about what those experiences mm -hmm. were like. So yeah. I don't know if you want to just like touch a little bit on that growing up like that, but then also where that kind of led you to before this year when you have kind of started coming to Christ a little bit. But. Yeah, so going to like, well, I'll start in middle school. My parents okay. just didn't like the people that I was hanging out with. Um, so they decided to send me to a private Christian high school because they thought that would kind of like put me on the right track. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I, they also forced me to go to church every Sunday because they're very traditionally like Christian and stuff like that. So mm. I went to church every Sunday, not really knowing. Um, it was kind of just like a routine thing for me. And going to a private Christian high school, I think that kind of introduced me to 
I guess the whole what you talked about on your TikTok. If you haven't checked that out, you should go check that out. Good shot. Um, but you talk about religion versus a relationship with God, and I think the private Christian high school that I went to, a lot of people were just more based on religion mm -hmm. than their relationship with Christ. So that mm -hmm. kind of, I guess, like ached me out. No, yeah. <laughs> I was like, why would I want to like believe in the same thing you do when you're actually a really bad person? Yeah. And you know, you said you kind of put yourself on a higher pedestal and look down on me for certain things like, mm. you know, and it, it would just kind of like strain me away, which led me not to go to church for seven years mm -hmm. until this January, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just like, um, kind of like a bad image that was installed in my head. And even like with my parents, just like kind of forcing me to go to church every weekend kind of made me resent it. Mm. And then we also talked about this, how our parents are just, humans mm -hmm. and they just they're just trying to navigate us the best way they can which i understand now as mm -hmm. i'm growing my relationship with christ but yeah it just um kind of put a bad narrative in my head about the whole traditional christian I yeah guess. yeah image okay if you don't i don't know if i ever like you've ever talked about this but like what were some of the things that like during that time you felt like those girls because typically mm -hmm. you know in high school it's really the the girls that you're around and those types of things that that left that that just gross kind of nasty feeling like what were some of the things that they were doing you felt like they would just like well in high school everything's petty you know like it goes from like bad talking others making up rumors and then mm. like they were just kind of like bullies and then mm -hmm. i would see them singing in chapel <laughs> and like i'd be like what are you doing up you're there? Like, like actually yeah, like you're, really neat you're so rude like what are you doing up there and it's kind of like a fake persona that they mm -hmm. would put and mm -hmm. they would be like well everything's okay because i believe in god or whatever yeah you know, yeah relationship is like i'm a christian so like i get to do this that and the third and it's not okay if you do it because you know it's just yeah. like uh just the stereotypical, I guess, Christian that I had in my head was what all the girls in my school yeah. were like. Did you so. feel that way when you went to church also, that it was kind of like... Yeah, yeah. it was definitely a judgy atmosphere um, because even with the parents, like I told you, mm. my mom, I feel like I felt bad for her because her kids were like A-plus students, you know, and they were getting scholarships to all these Ivy Leagues and like, I'm over here and I play a sport, which is like... <laughs> So crazy. I like to hit a ball for yeah, fun. Yeah, which like, is so crazy to like. I went to a like a Christian Korean traditional church, which nobody plays sports when yeah, you're Korean. So yeah. it it was very different for sure. Like we had tournaments on Sundays, yeah. so like when we would miss a Sunday, all the parents would be like, "Where are you? Like, why haven't we seen you?" And I was like, "I play a sport," you mm -hmm. know. So it was it was a bit different, you know. A lot of um, I felt like I was just judged yeah. as soon as I walked in, which. There was a couple of people that I still talk to now who are like my really good friends. Um, but yeah, I just felt like judged when I went in there. Yeah, I um, that's so interesting because that's it's like your experience is like not super uncommon for people mm -hmm. when it comes to just like the the high school thing, like the going the high to yeah. is it's so challenging because you're you're getting all these like young people like all trying to figure it out obviously too and a lot of the things at that point you learn from your parents like mm -hmm. a lot of the things you learn um your behaviors and stuff and how you know who you're above and who you're below or like how to even out those playing because like whatever that might be whether it's the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do and I think that 
Yeah, some of the stuff you just tell me about your high school just reminds me of like a movie. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like a literal see, yeah, movie. Euphoria, Euphoria kind of depicts, um, I think the last high school I went to. Yeah. That's literally a good depiction of it. So why did you, so you went to that private Christian high school for what grades and then you ended up leaving, yeah? I ended up leaving because at that point I was already committed. So um, okay. it didn't really matter. Like I called my coach too, and he didn't really care. Like yeah. what high school I went to, as long as I maintained a certain GPA. Okay, yeah. And so I told my parents, and I was like, I don't like it here. Like yeah. I would tell them that every day. Like I don't like it here. I don't like the people. I have like four friends here. Like I don't want to make new friends here. And mm -hmm. even the people that I like met in middle school. Mm -hmm. They were all at different high schools, and I was still in touch with them. So mm -hmm. I was like, I want to go to the high schools that they go to. Yeah. Just to experience high school, I guess. But they kind of just let me. So yeah. I was yeah. already committed, so they, they let me have my freedom. And, yeah, that's why I ended up transferring. Yeah, so uh, we... Um so Elijah and I have a small group that we... Um, have for student athletes on Tuesdays. That's a little shout out. I'll let you guys know more about that. But Ellie also comes to that small group. And this week we talked about identity and mm -hmm. about how God has created us to be unique. And one of the things, like there is this little thought um, that was um, most people uh, were born original, but most people sadly will die as copies. copies. And that just like hit that's so true so different yeah and i think um yeah i don't know like what are your thoughts on that just based on where how you grew up and yeah and what you were just talking about like being in church and stuff like that well like even like being from la it's very like trendy and stuff and like every it's a social media like influencer city yeah now yeah. but um i would say like that's so true when everyone tries to copy other people and they keep trying to keep up with the trends and it's like, for what? Like, mm -hmm. why are you doing this? You know, like, mm -hmm. which I mean, I've definitely had my fair share of like the trends and stuff. Like, yeah. I am very easily influenced from okay. social media, but I think like now I just realize like whatever content you put out, it's like people watch it because they like you. So mm. you don't have to copy anybody else in order for them to like you in a sense. Dude, that you just dropped a word. Yeah, I'm like, so like there's good. no point of copying other people like for what? That's just so be good. yourself. Be yourself. Be yourself. I think and too, as I'm as we're kind of talking about um, uh, high school and being easily influenced, I think that's such a that's such an age where you are easily influenced by the people you're around mm -hmm. and and by those things that feel like such like a life or death kind of situation like if i don't fit in then i actually feel like i'm going to be in a, in a terrible position and terrible headspace but i think um that as you're in that stage and age you do try to copy more you do oh, try sure. to like see okay this person's really popular this person has something that i have i want to be more like that and in that process you are like just becoming unoriginal. Yeah, and it's like, for what? Why are you copying that person? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. for what? It just doesn't make sense to me, which took me a while to realize. And but. I feel like, yeah, that's me. Like, yeah. I think everybody can, at some point in your life, feel like, oh, I was easily influenced. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's a part of growing up, and it's about who you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. We talk a lot about that, too, in small group. Um, and that has been one of the coolest parts about our friendship now is just kind of how it's grown mm -hmm. into influencing each other in different in different ways, like in terms of our relationship with uh, Christ. And so, as we well know, actually, you guys probably don't know when we filmed this, but Valentine's Day was, was yesterday. yesterday. And 
man, as we're like you know, talking about social media and stuff, like what Valentine's Day? Come on, let's just yeah, hear your Valentine's thoughts on Day, it. Valentine's Day, I think there's such a stereotype on Valentine's Day because it's like you need to have a Valentine, like you need to have like a significant other for Valentine's Day. But I think Valentine's Day is just like a day where it makes you more appreciative of love and it mm. kind of reminds you that love is everywhere. Like love is everywhere you look, no matter if it's platonic or yeah. in a relationship, yeah. like it just makes you appreciative of the love that's surrounding you and it makes you kind of like cherish it and like reminds you that it's just there. And it doesn't have to be romantically. That's also the thing, like a bouquet of roses because roses are kind of tied into love and Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah. But it's like, you don't need to have a bouquet of flowers. I mean, it's still nice to have a bouquet it of flowers. It is a little nice. Right. <laughs> but like, I think it's such like a big thing, like, oh, you need to have a Valentine's Day. You need to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend for Valentine's Day, but you don't, you don't have to. I think and I it think, just reminds you of love. Dude, you're, you just were spitting right there because part of it too is the social media aspect of Valentine's Day is like Which a is crazy. crazy. It shows you how content. fake social media is because it's like, Social media is such a good platform, but then on Valentine's Day, people will be popping up with <laughs> all types of relationships that you're like, you're like, hold up, like, you... You was not acting like that on the 13th. Right, like, <laughs> I, I'm confused. But it also shows you how fake social media is to a yeah. certain extent because it's like people kind of just want a Valentine's Day to post about it mm -hmm. or, like, to mm -hmm. post on Instagram about it, you know, but is that really your Valentine? Like, are you really loyal to that person? Do you really love that person? Because that's what Valentine's Day is supposed to be about, like, love. And that is, that was so fitting. It's too fitting for, yeah. I think, um, it's also easy to kind of come from a place of, like, we talk about social media and, like, it just makes it a little bit easier to judge people because you're only getting a tiny, the ti like, the tiniest What they want to show you. Exactly. That's what social media And is. so it gives you this kind of feeling of, okay, you know, you can make judgments on people's lives because they're putting it out there for you to see in the smallest um, image of it. But I think that you're so right. Like, what is what is it really about? And I think that you can we can break this all the way down to like, what is love really like? You yeah. know, like if if you're you know on I made the joke about what are you doing on the 13th when you post it on the 14th, and that's partially because of my lived experiences of people acting one way on one day and claiming to be something that they're not and then on the next day being like, oh, I'm actually in a happy, committed relationship and I wasn't acting like that yesterday though. Right. And I think that it's so easy to look at people's relationships on social media and idolize them and feel like they're that's what you want to attain, that's what you want to get, but you're right, you don't, how much of their relationship are you really seeing? You know seeing? nothing. Social media is so fake, yeah. You don't fake. know anything. Yeah. You don't know anything. So I don't know, what is, so what is love to you? Like you're just talking about, you know, how you it's everywhere you look yeah, every day. It's everywhere. Um, yeah. I just think love is just Well, God is love, first of all, because if you got God's love and you know that he loves you, then that's all you need, you know, because mm -hmm. you'll be fine with just that. But I think love is everywhere, you know, from the ocean, the nature to like mm. your friends, relationships with friends, so I think love literally surrounds us. I think I I a hundred percent agree with that because I also as I I believe God is love too, and I believe that it says it's so corny to say kind of like that is kind of corny to say that God is love, but when you think about what you're actually saying, you're saying that the Creator of this universe, who created us in His image, 
if he is love, then we are also love. <laughs> We're also meant to be love in people's lives. And like we talk about how our job as followers of Christ is not to convert people. That is never, that was never anywhere in the Bible that yep. we were put on this earth to go make people Christian and to shame them for if they're not. And I think that we talk about the church hurt and stuff that people have experienced. And that has been sometimes the, the traditional Christian religious way to go about it. But in reality, God is love and we are love. So we're only called to love. And I think that that is one thing that God has shown me in all of my relationships. And the reason for this podcast even is how... I love you and you love me and that is constantly like a, oh wow we can see God actually working in our relationship yeah. because there's real love there um, and so I think that yeah I think everybody's looking for love everybody wants love it's so romanticized yeah. and we talked about this in small group how our generation is so obsessed, obsessed. with love obsessed yeah like obsessed. obsessed everybody wants it but it's like do you really know what it actually is yeah and you it's know? like what are your standards for it i mm -hmm. think um whatever that that quote is about accepting the love you think you deserve that yep. is facts and as cliche as it is i think cliches are cliches for a reason um but it's like what kind of love are you accepting into your life mm -hmm. um and i know that we both have experience of accepting love lesser than we deserve. We deserve. Yeah. And that's ultimately, too, how we can know, like, dang, God's love has been the only love that has ever truly filled me. Yeah. Um, like, we're not coming at you guys from, like, a, oh, you know, we've always known what love was. We've always known God is love. No, we've been oh, in no. some, some We've been in some up and downs, for sure. <laughs> like, bottom barrel on the floor. <laughs> up and down bad. But it's okay. We up now. <laughs> we up. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, and it's funny because as being, and this is what friends are also for, though, is because we're there for each no, other. No, we've been through a through lot. Through it all. Yeah. Through the hurt, through the wrong, through the bad decisions, through the the love that felt right but was wrong. It's like terrible. I yeah. I think. And that's that's really if we if we talk about love, we're talking about friends, and just like you talk about platonic love, like really look at your friends. Mm -hmm. um, they should be this. The people you surround yourself with should be that living, breathing representation of what love is. Yeah. Um, in your life, so man, that just got me. I'm like sweating a little bit. That got me riled up. No, my hands are clammy. <laughs> um, we talk about God is love, and. We talk about, we touched on it a little bit about church hurt, like we vaguely kind of talked about it, but now we're going there. This is like, yeah. and this is a conversation that I think more people need to be having, especially as followers of Christ, but we're, we're going to just go straight into the church hurt and how like people uh, don't, the, what we're talking about is God is love. Is, that's not people's lived experiences with God. And I think that for me, um, it's been realizing that everybody has a, um, idea of God in their head, whether that's a positive or a negative thing. I think if you ask anybody, and that's been one of my favorite conversations and yours too mm -hmm. now, it's just like asking people, what is, you know, who do you think God is and what's your relationship with God? And typically this conversation goes one of two ways. And one way is that, oh, I grew up in church and I kind of just got like distant from God, but now I'm like figuring it out. Or the other direction is, yeah, I just have not had a good experience with either Christians or in the church. Um, and this, this uh, conversation is more common with people who are now part of like a, just, just distant and identify as distant from God in terms of their sexuality and their gender identity. And I think that this is a great conversation for us to have mm -hmm. because of what you're kind of 
perception and, and relationship is with not only God, but also with your sexuality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, touching on like the church and stuff, like when I would go to church, I would automatically feel judged. Mm. So um, I wasn't really, I don't know, spoken about like my sexuality and stuff like that, which I recently just started getting into. But um, the whole idea of like the church condemning you mm. if you like the other sex or something you know like um that whole thing I, I think that was probably the most challenging thing for me because I'm like why am I going to believe in someone who's going to condemn me for liking the other sex and I think you know? that the conversation about same-sex attraction notoriously is one that makes people uncomfortable like especially if you're living in this world of religion and mm -hmm. and you like to you know go back to reference your scripture of like yeah homosexuality is a sin and because it's a sin i'm gonna walk around and tell these people that they're going to hell like right. we talked it's about like who are you to judge me <laughs> if you're saying that yeah then what makes you better than me like, yes you know, what like, makes what makes your my sin any worse than than your sin that yeah. you're now trying to tell me that if i don't change the way i'm living my life that i'm gonna go to hell and as as much as that may be true like in in the like you're apparently you're coming from this place of like trying to help them I guess yeah. what person is gonna want to talk to you when you right. open up with hey um, I'm a Christian and by the way you're going to hell because you like women right. and you're a woman like yeah. I don't think that gets said like, what, makes, what makes you think I'll listen to you yeah. because you said that to me actually I'm gonna take actually, a step back and and that in this God that you're claiming to to serve like now I don't want nothing to do with right. him either. Yeah, because it's like, if he's telling that to you, then I don't want yeah. anything to do with it. <laughs> if he told you yeah, that Yeah, I was directly. like, I'm done. I don't want anything to do with that. And so I think, okay, and you've obviously, like, now we've talked more about it and, and just, where, where are you now then with this? And just honestly, straight up, where are you? Well, um, I think one of, like, the biggest questions for me when I got back into like my journey with Christ and stuff was um, the whole question of like, well, I'm bisexual, so where does that leave yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. You know, but I think I'm building my relationship with Christ. And I think as long as I have that relationship with him, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, regardless mm -hmm. if they claim to be a Christian or not. Like if I have a relationship with him and we know what it is. Yeah. Like, I personally don't care what you think. No, because for you're real. just a worldly character that's here. Like, you you don't get to tell me if I'm going to heaven or not. So, yeah. Bro, I just, you just got the, the Holy Spirit, like, moving. I'm about to cry. That was so good. I mean, okay, also, this is so funny because if you... We talk about Christ being able to transform you from the inside out. And Ellie has literally, she just started going back to church, like, at mm -hmm. the beginning, the first Sunday the first of this Sunday. month. first Sunday. And it's been crazy to see how, not only have our conversations evolved, but, like, when you go and you come back and you tell me, like, what conversations you're having with other people, bro, she be spitting yeah, some I advice, swear, bro. Yeah. Like, actually. I think I've had the most conversations just randomly about <laughs> God. Like, I told someone the other day that I'd pray for them. And then, like, that kind of, like took me back and I was like, did I really just say I'll pray for you? You know? And then like, I was like, yeah. I was like, okay. No, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I was like, okay. But yeah, I've had so many conversations about God, which I never thought I would. But I think, again, like I had such a stigma in my head of like God, I guess. Yeah. And I think there's a huge difference between like your relationship with Christ and religion. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people like in our generation 
just have to figure that out and yeah. you have to know that it's two completely different things. And so. it's like, we're not even, anybody who's watching this, no matter what you identify as, like your sexuality, your gender, like any of these identities that you have just been, that's who you are and that's who your life is. Like, we're not calling, we're not trying to convert you. Right. <laughs> like the, no one's supposed to try no to convert you. No one's supposed you. to try to convert you. Yeah. And we're also not coming from a place of judgment, which I think that is the, also the biggest issue. We talk about that mm -hmm. is when you're coming from a position of judgment, like people feel that they, mm -hmm. they don't like sitting in that space. And I personally, I don't either. Like, who does? Who likes yeah. to be judged? And so I think that all we can do is encourage and submit people to just like whatever this this schema or like idea of God that you have in your head and, and this relationship with the church that you probably have. And I, I obviously don't know everybody watching this and we don't know everybody watching this, but I think that a lot of people typically do have a... a some trauma, maybe, if you want to call it, like trauma, like in the it's like back. Stereotype. Yes, yeah, stereotypes yeah. of of what church people might be like, or what church is like, or what people who believe in God are like, or what God Himself is like. We just encourage you to to try to unpack some of that. You know, find some people who will talk to you about God, and and you can figure that out too and just know that you're not walking alone in it because it's you talk about that too um just being on this journey i like that mm -hmm. the the way that it's a journey because even though it's been two months <laughs> yeah i know it's two it's months. felt like have you felt like it's been a longer journey than just two months oh yeah for sure yeah. i think this is like this year has gone by kind of like slow but then fast in a way mm -hmm. so but it like even being like surrounded by christians and like growing up religiously you know for however long I'm like 24 so yeah that's like half my life but mm -hmm. I'm just starting my journey yeah. now even though I've been to church mm -hmm. a countless amount of times and I went to a private Christian high school so I think yeah. you we also have to speak on this because this has been one of my favorite uh fruits of kind of your journey thus far but your relationship with your parents like oh yeah it's um definitely changed a lot um just because like even when I came out to my mom, I'm actually going to talk about that, yeah. but when I came out to my mom, she um, came from a place where it's like, I'm going to love you regardless, which um, kind of like, we were like, just at a random coffee shop, like crying <laughs> to each other. And like, she was just saying like, I still love you, you know, all this stuff. Like, I can see it now, like she's trying her best just to like love. Mm -hmm. And that's like the embodiment of what God is, you know? Yeah. So I think, you know, she doesn't quite necessarily like, I guess accept me, but mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, she loves me and she's going to love me for who I am regardless. Cause, and regardless of like everything that, and she like even cried when we were, when she was apologizing, she's like, I'm sorry, I forced you to go to church. Mm -hmm. And I said, it's okay. Yeah, you're, know, it's, you're just trying to do the best you can. True. And that's, you know, you felt comfort in the church. So you wanted to pass it down to me, but you just kind of went about it in a wrong way. Cause yeah. when you're young, like whatever your parents want you to do and force you to do you kind no, of I'm resent it yeah like that. i'm gonna do the complete opposite of what you just said just because it pissed me off yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> so yeah our my parents and i relationship has definitely come become like a lot closer than i ever thought it would be mm. and like i find myself like just texting in our group chat like screenshots of like the sermon in church which like i thought we would never do you know so it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a whole different you know, it's like we're so far, but now we're getting closer, which is nice. Because the body is like the love that... Dude, you're really speaking to some like real stuff. And that's also something that I wanted to touch on too, is like people like us who are 
really trying to understand this relationship over religion thing. Um, a big part of that is, I think this one of the preconceptions that, or conceptions and stereotypes that people have of Christians is that Christians don't think for themselves. Mm. Which I can say that because I also used to think that. I literally used to think like you are all a bunch of little robot and sheep and mm -hmm. you don't have any thoughts of your own. And as it's I'm, cult. yeah, it's very cult-like yeah. and like all these things that, these ideas that I had and now that I'm deconstructing them and unpacking them, it's been more like, for me and my relationship with Christ, which is my personal relationship with him, just like yours is your personal relationship with him. It's like everything that we go through and everything that we're speaking to, like in terms of like all this stuff that can be seen as Bible stuff or when we're talking about Christ, talking about God, referencing the Bible and all these things, it can seem religious. Mm -hmm. But in reality, we're just speaking on our experiences, like what we have actually gone through and what we've actually lived through. And, and one of those things for you that it's, it's our testimony to what Christ has done in our lives. And one of those things really is like, you're just speaking to it. And that's why I was about to cry <laughs> partially because I cried, but also because I like, it's so beautiful to see that um, the fruits of the spirit in your life are all of these wonderful, beautiful things like growing closer to your parents, which you never would have thought that you could have done. So I'm just so I don't even know what the word is like it's happy elated like excited and mm -hmm. and just really grateful and thankful that we serve a god that loves us so much that he can mend relationships that we yeah. can never mend on our own this is oh. <laughs> we have to go back because i it's so funny because when i interview these the my guests like they're obviously my friends and so i know already a lot about um and we i try to talk to them before we have the podcast so they're not just coming on blind but it's really just me telling them like hey this is why i want you even to come on here but one of the things that the stories that Ellie told me yesterday I was cracking up was the thing about her telling her lash lady that she was going to pray for her. Yeah. So what the, like, so, how did that even come about? So me and my lash lady, like, we get into some conversations when she's <laughs> doing my lashes. And she was kind of just telling me, like, what she was going through because um, she's pregnant and, you know, there's some medical stuff going on with her unborn baby. And then... You know, obviously, she was doing my lashes. We were talking about it, and then I knocked out for however many hours. Apparently, that I never got my lashes done, but apparently, that just yeah, is I just I common. fall asleep, and then I woke up, and then when I was walking out, I was like, I hope everything will be fine with your baby. You know, like I'll pray for you, and then I was like, have a good night, and then I turned around when I was walking out, I said, pray for you. <laughs> I was like, can I really just say I'll pray for her? And then I came home and I was like, Talia, how do I pray for someone, actually? Because now I'm confused. No, like, it's, it was so, like, I was actually cracking up. Yeah. Because I'm like, just, you're like, who? I didn't even. I was like, do I even know how to pray? Because, like, <laughs> the only time I've, like, prayed is, like, when I really want something. <laughs> and I'm like, please, God, like, if you're real, like, make this happen for me. And then if it doesn't happen, then I just don't pray again. Yeah. If it happens, I, like, pray the next time, like, thank you so much. Oh, at least you thank him. Yeah, yeah, I thank him, you know, got to, but... Yeah, that's that's my experience with prayer. I was like, I honestly. Don't and even this know how to is pray. so fun. This is the best part about being on this walk with your friends is that. So I am. I also tell you guys this. I really just started like a year ago. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's relatively recent for somebody who I yeah I kind of grew up like same as Ellie going in and out of church and those types of things. My parents are were both raised in church, but I really started my. I chose to start my walk again mm -hmm. last year, and I remember being in a very similar place. I was like. I don't know how to pray and it yeah. felt like a stupid question it felt like oh I grew up in church like I should know how to pray right mm -hmm. but it's also the most um I was telling Ellie this but 
The only time I would really pray, like have to pray out loud because that's a different thing. Like praying out, out loud, loud is like a different kind of, you, you, you work into it, but um, was my, we'd be on like road trips and stuff and my parents would randomly be like, all right, so Talia or Alika, you guys are gonna pray now for the trip. <laughs> I'm like, this is the most awkward moment you could possibly put me in. I don't know how to do this. So right. I'd be like, hey God, like uh, safe travel, safe travels for us, like thanks. And then amen. But so we talked about how to pray and mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay, from what we talked about last night, cause I basically just gave her like the rundown of um, how me and Elijah pray and kind of how I've understood prayer now being on my walk for like a year. But from what we, what the conversation we had last night, like how would you say that you understood it and that how you want to go about praying now? Honestly, I think you're just having a conversation with God. Um, you kind of just tell him things that are on your mind and he's going to answer them regardless <laughs> of the situation, um, mm -hmm. whether you realize it now or later. But you kind of like... Give appreciation to him, thanks to him. Um, just tell him your situation, and it's pretty much that is. It. And you were spitting because yeah. that's exactly what I was going to pull up. And I, it's there's a, a verse in the Bible, and I, it's, I think it's Philippians in Philippians four, and it's literally. Yeah, we might have to pause the. <laughs> so Philippians four six says, "Do not be anxious about anything." But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. But we talked exactly about what you were just saying, and it says it right there. Just like, in every situation, with thanksgiving, just present your request to God. Like, there's regardless. no... Regardless. If it you're could shameful be, or not, like, he's not going to judge you. He already... He, he's standing there like, come on. Like, he, he already <laughs> knew you were going to do that. So... <laughs> So you like, don't have why, to hide it. Why hide it? You know, yeah. like, and I think that that's been the, that's the best part about also being on this walk is you're learning that all these things that you have in the dark, like whatever it is, your traumas, your shames, your guilts, like all of the places you've never been able to forgive yourself or forgive others, like God asks you to bring these things to light because mm -hmm. even in, if you're talking about like, I want to be a, a, a psychologist or like I want to help athletes with their mental health. And even if I wasn't, imagine I wasn't a Christian, like I didn't follow Christ. The advice I would still give to an athlete is that, hey, you might have to unpack some things. And people talk about shadow work. People talk about like all of these things all the time about you have some stuff that you're kind of keeping in the back that you might have repressed because it was hard to handle. But to heal, I'm going to need you to talk about these things. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what Christ asked us to do. And I think it's not by coincidence that all of these things that are also healing practices for, you know, uh, people in the medical field, mental health professionals, are things that also come straight from the Bible. Um, and so I've been trying to, like, kind of make these things work in my life and try to understand them in a more holistic way because... When you're walking with Christ, it's like it's every aspect of your life mm -hmm. um, that you're presenting to him. It's not just like, oh, you know, this part over here, but not this part. Like, oh, just my work, but not my school or just my sport, but not my relationships. Like it's he wants it all. And I think that prayer is the perfect place to do that. It's the perfect time to spend with him. And I also um, well, I was telling Elijah about how we talked about praying last night. And he was like, have I ever told you about the first prayer I ever prayed? He's like, nah. I was like, no, nah, not really. And he was like, yeah, we were on a bus, like, on a, uh, on a trip after I just got baptized, and the bus, like, had broken down or whatever. Um, but they needed somebody to pray for safe travels, and they asked me to. And he was like, I didn't know how to pray at that point. He was That's like, so I just... safe travels? Because it wasn't... Yes, oh, that's, that's 
sure. Your parents, yeah, y'all are connected. Wait, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you just might have did something there, but no, literally, like, he, he said he closed his eyes and he said, Lord, uh, I pray for safe travels. Amen. And everybody said amen. <laughs> and he was like, I felt like, dang, they, nobody said anything to me about it. And he was like, that's when he learned that any prayer is a good prayer, mm -hmm. no matter what it sounds like, no matter what it looks like. Um, but if you want some basic, basic structure to it, you just... You open it up, you know, your Lord, and then you just give thanks to all the things in your life that you have because of him. And then you lay it on the table, lay whatever out there that you need to. And then you just pray in Jesus name. Amen. So that was our little short lesson on prayer. <laughs> on prayer. And so, yeah. Um, so on that last note of just talking about prayer, I just want to thank you all for watching and for your encouragement over the last couple of weeks. This is now episode five, which is so crazy because creating content is like a whole different mm -hmm. thing for me and I am trying to get back on TikTok. So if you don't I'm follow me, out. and she <laughs> is so perfect because she is like the, the TikTok, my TikTok guru but um yeah i'm so excited to just be able to interact with everybody more and get more of the the word that is being really just preached in this podcast to for everyone to see so ellie would you is there anything that you want to just leave with anybody watching this um i think maybe just like don't condemn yourself you know to your relationship with god just because of your experience or like i guess yeah, just don't condemn yourself before you even start on the journey. Mm. That's what I would say, because there's judgment all around, so obviously people are going to judge you regardless, but I don't know. I think just taking that one small step forward is For sure. huge, you know, and sure. you're changing the whole depiction of your relationship with God, which is, I think it's so important, especially in our generation, because our generation is going to be the one kind of who starts it, yeah. I think, yeah. in the future, and kind of just breaking the stereotype of traditional mm -hmm. Christianity, I mm -hmm. think is good that you're kind of like explaining, I guess like a more Gen Z perception yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's cool, but I don't know, just don't knock it till you try it, I guess. Hey, that's, that's like, yeah. and that is a, yeah, that's perfect. That's a perfect way to, to end this podcast. So. Uh, relationship with God. Don't knock it till you try it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Love you guys, and we will see you next week. Peace like a river, I've got joy like a fountain, I've got love like an ocean in my soul. I've got peace like a river, I've got joy like a fountain, I've got love like an ocean in my soul. Cheers.